Hello and good evening everyone, it's Kevin Finkel here. Welcome to episode number 31 of Magic the Final Frontier. In this podcast, we talk all about the MTG Frontier format, where we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Frontier. And I'm Ryan Schwenk, the Japan hobbyist, playing Frontier out of Tokyo, Japan. Alright, and once again we have a community member joining us as a guest tonight. Everyone give a warm welcome to Mars. Alright, hey everyone, I'm Mars. Mars. So we've, uh, I think that anyone who's been following Frontier Online may have heard of you. You've been playing in quite a few of the online groups that we've had here. You've done some uh, some good games I know that I've seen we streamed with you, probably in the top eight, somewhere along their lines. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your history with Magic? Alright, um, I'm, I guess, pretty young. I'm 16. I've been playing Magic for two years now. Uh, Shadows of Innistrad, so almost three, was when I started. I picked up Frontier late last year uh, NASCAR actually got me into the format he started me off with like some weird monastery mentor control brew mm. and and <laughs> team UB or blue black I eventually ended up on Marty vehicles yeah so that's a little bit of what we wanted to talk about tonight is your experience playing and your experience with Marty vehicles in fact we're kind of uh we're highlighting a certain deck here and a certain archetype that's not played so much so it's sort of the the wedge type other than Abzan that don't get see play as much play. So here we're talking today about Mardu. Sure, sure. Uh, I had a quick question though. So you started at Shadows over Innistrad. Um, I guess you're, mm, that you're kind of like the target player I think that Frontier is for. Was Frontier your first eternal format that you tried playing or did you also try to play like Modern and Legacy like when you first started? No, um... I started off with like some standard brews, then I moved to mm-hmm. modern. I played like a weird prowess deck, and then I played some vintage and legacy. Mm-hmm. Frontier was like the last ha- thing I played. How has your experience been with with Frontier so far? Uh, I think I've really enjoyed like your Frontier. Overall experience. Uh, the community is nice, which I think is the big thing mm-hmm. going for it, because like a lot of members of the community, like in Magic's community, aren't really supportive of the format. But the people that are mm-hmm. are just like great people. I found myself having a really mm-hmm. good time playing. Okay. Have you been a listener of the show before? I have, I have. Been closely following. All right, great. Glad to hear it. Always nice to have someone who's uh, listening, and you know how this will go. We'll uh, we'll grill you with some random back-and-forth questions here. Mm. So the, the main thing we did want to talk about was Mardu Vehicles, and that's kind of been your pet deck. It's something that uh, I was on that testing team with you when we kind of discovered the deck, worked it into something that was quite powerful. Why don't you tell us just a little bit of an overview of the deck, what it does special, what it does differently from other similar decks? Yeah, sure. So Mardu Vehicles as a whole is a deck you've probably seen in Standard before. I know you can say some Frontiers, that's pretty much where they are. But uh, Mardu Vehicles is a, I guess, disruptive shrapnel red list. Um, we've got things like Thalia, Heretic Cathar to disrupt our opponent's mana. We've got a fast kill with things like Toolcraft Exemplar, Smuggler's Copter, and a Heart of Kirin to get a lot of damage in quick. And then uh, Shrapnel Blast is a 1 in a red instant. Deal 5 damage to target creature or player for 5 damage, or for 1 in a red. Sacrifice an artifact. Yeah, and sacrifice an artifact. So that's one of the few things that you really get as an addition from the standard mm-hmm. list as a big upgrade. What other upgrades do you think you get from playing this deck in standard? Uh, since it's no longer in standard, our mana is uh, very painful, but I think it's a little bit better mm. than what we had in standard. We also have Gideons, which uh, got rotated out of standard a little bit while ago. We're playing two in the main deck. And we have things like Coligan's Command in the sideboard which make it mm-hmm. really strong to grind. Hangerback Walker is also a pretty good grinding tool, especially in like the control matchups or even just in like mid-range mirrors. 
So you think that Hangerback Walker versus Walking Ballista, those are kind of the two that often fill the same role. You're going for walk, for Hangerback Walker here? Is there a particular reason for that? Yeah, um, Walking Ballista is really good against like the cat combo decks, or even just like, against like small creature decks. And they're both excellent two-drops, especially in an artifact-based uh, deck. However, I like Hangerback Walker because it helps shore up the control matchup, and the cat mm. matchup's already so strong for us that we don't really need the Walking Ballista to aid us there. Yeah, it's more of a grindy card. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it probably also synergizes with your Shrapnel Blast there. If you're sacrificing yeah. it, you get to get those tokens. Sacrifice to get our Thoppers back. All right, all right. Um, is there anything else that you think is really unique about the deck on top of where it wasn't standard or uh, anything else? Um, and I then know the, Crackling otherwise I'll, otherwise is a good addition. Uh, right, so, you know, Kansatark here had all of those red, white, black actual spells, the, the ones that are really Mardu. Is there anything besides Crackling Doom that you're running? Uh, that's especially like red, white, black spell. No, Crackling Doom is the mm-hmm. only tricolor spell in our deck. Okay. Yeah, I wonder how how has it been matching up against stuff so far. Uh, Crackling Doom's been pretty sweet. Um, the deck. Well, I meant like I meant like Mardu vehicles in general because oh, I've I've never really tested it. So, um, in testing, it did really well. Um, I think it was close to being our team deck. However, a lot of people weren't interested. Um, mm-hmm. The big thing was Mardu vehicles versus Esper vehicles. Um, I was big for Mardu. I tested it a lot. Uh, me and Chirk, one of the Toronto players, I believe, had uh, ended up yes. tuning the list a lot at the very end of the season. And um, I ended up doing pretty well with it. I ended up in the top four. I lost to Clayton. I believe he was a guest recently. Mm-hmm. I lost to him mm-hmm. on Mono Black Aldrazi in the semis. So what what's the difference between the uh, Mardu vehicles deck and the Esper vehicles deck? Um, what's the strength of each one? Yeah, they're both really, really, really similar. They're both pretty much, in my opinion, white-black lists, just splashing mm-hmm. the red and the blue for different things. They both got good disruption. However, theirs ends up being things like Spell Queller and Metallic Rebuke, where we've got Shrapnel Blast to make us a faster deck. And we also have things like Unlicensed Disintegration and Crackling Doom and Cold Against Command. So we're more of a... We disrupt the creatures and the artifacts and things like that. So I think what you're putting on there is a little bit of what we've said before on the show. I think that Matt really made this point once, is that vehicles in Frontier, it'll go for, or really vehicles in general, it'll go for whatever colors have the best removal. And in Frontier, that's definitely white and black, and mm-hmm. a red as well. So really, you're getting all the best of all three worlds here. Yeah, pretty so, much. So red gives you more speed, right? Mm-hmm. That's basically gives us things like Shrapnel Blast, the shrapnel. which just yeah. single-handedly can win a game for you. I was thinking, you know, like, how good is Unlicensed Disintegration over, I don't know, uh, like a Fatal Push or so, some other more efficient removal? Well, we do have Fatal Pushes in the deck. Um, before the recent Planeswalker change, Unlicensed Disintegration mm-hmm. and Crackling Doom were a lot better because you could use those spells like kill their creature, snipe their Planeswalker, mm-hmm. so you don't have to put as much damage forth to kill yeah. a Planeswalker. Uh, with Dominaria, obviously that changed, so we no longer can get that Planeswalker value. However, our removal spells that are killing their creatures and dealing some face burn make our deck just go a lot faster. So we're killing their kind of like mm-hmm. a two-for-one, even though it's not like a full burn spell with Crackling Doom. Hmm. Okay. Okay, that's definitely handy. Now what about moving forward? How do you feel like this Mardu Vehicles deck is positioned in the meta? And what new cards have you looked at in the last set or two since you really heralded the deck and played it to success? Um, when Dominaria was released, I was kind of disappointed. I didn't see big hmm. things from Ardu. However, in standard, Karn has seen a lot of success in the vehicle strategies. Mm. I'm not 
big yeah, on Karn. Karn's definitely the one I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah, I'm not big on Karn because in standard, he has nothing to compete with on the four slot for the vehicle strategy. However, in Frontier, we have Gideon Ally of Zendikar. So um, I've been testing with Karn. He's been performing okay, but I'm not sure he's still worth a slot over Gideon. Um, obviously, a lot of people are attracted to his minus, making a big creature. If you've got like a Smuggler's Copter, mm-hmm. a Heart of Kieran, maybe some Thopters from mm-hmm. Hangerback Walker. Also, is Shrapnel Blast Fodder. Um, the big thing he does over Gideon is he draws cards. However, Gideon also does make a creature a turn, and he can apply a lot of pressure by himself. So They both grind yeah. well. I think Gideon might be better, but we'll see how that goes. Hmm. Interesting. So I've, I've seen similar. I, I've seen that the ability that he can crew Heart of Kieran is exceptionally good with him because he mm-hmm. has so much loyalty. And uh, is, how about the Manda? Does the fact that he is four colorless versus two white, two colorless make much of a difference mm. in the deck? Or is white yeah. um, easy enough to come by? Our mana is usually pretty easy to come by no matter what. Gideon's never really been a problem. Um, Karn not taking uh, any damage if we don't have any fast lands or things like that. If we've got like, uh, Caves of Coilos and a uh, Spire of Industry... That does help us. However, our deck kills so fast, it's usually not very relevant. So the damage isn't so much of a problem for you. Not really, I was, no. actually that Because I was going to actually ask you, like, what are the deck's weaknesses? You know, are you worried about taking those, that damage from, you know, like, Painlands and stuff like that? Uh, the deck's worst matchup by far is Atarka Red, which performed hmm. rather well in the uh, current untapped season. So, are you going to make any changes to shore up that um, Atarka Red matchup? Um, I think, let's say, assuming I'm playing this in the next league, I don't think there's going to be nearly as much Atarka, because I don't think people are going to run that back. I think people are going to be scared of it, but I don't think there's going to be as much. This is, like, the big season for Atarka. Everybody's, like, always been mm-hmm. afraid of Atarka Red, but this is the season it really showed up. I actually played mm-hmm. it myself with my team, Adult. But, um... I don't think it's going to be as much of Tarka, so we're still going to pack a good amount of sideboard hate in case it does show up, because it's performed very well this mm-hmm. season. However, there's not a lot we can do, because like, like you said, our mana is just really painful, and our deck just doesn't line up very well against theirs. That's actually something we always like to do when we have a guest who really specializes in one deck, is that we've said a few times in the show that we think the, de- the, the format as a whole can really adapt to any deck that's on top of the meta. Mm-hmm. So if a Tarka Red's on top of the meta, what tools does your deck have to really fight against that make that a favorable matchup in your favor or i could ask the same thing about something like blue black control if that was in the meta right now oh, mm-hmm. assuming blue black was on top we have a pretty bit uh, good control matchup i might add some more like Coligan's commands or discard effects to my sideboard mm-hmm. but like overall with things like main deck hangerback walker scrap heaps crowner recurring value like i might add some more planeswalkers maybe a 2-2 split of gideon and karn mm-hmm. um i'm not sure but if a darker red was the main deck I'd probably just not play Mardu. However, if I were to stick with Mardu, I'd probably want some more Declaration and Stones in the sideboard. Okay. Because that um, that's like a card I've been sliding out of. Because uh, mm-hmm. things like Hordling Outburst have been popular in uh, most of the Atarka lists, and it's just really good value there. Or if they have like multiple Swift Spears, Hazret, things like that, it's pretty good against. Might need to drop some of our 3 CMC removal. Things like Crackling Doom aren't the greatest against mm-hmm. them, even though it does snipe Hazret. Might want things mm-hmm. like more fatal push, fiery impulse, wild slash, things like that. Yeah, I, so yeah, my, that's actually my next question. Um, I, I'm a fellow Mardu player. I play Mardu tokens. I uh, love the deck. Um, so I use a lot of the same type of cards that you use. But do you would you say that Mardu vehicles is the best Mardu deck out there right now, compared to all the other possible uh, archetypes? 
So that I've would played be... a few other Mardu lists. Um, obviously, I'm a bit biased. I put a lot of time into Mardu vehicles. But the deck performs really well. It's got quite a lot of good matchups. It's good against things like Cat, Control, Marvel. Um, decent against Abzan. Jun's kind of weak, but we haven't seen Jun in a long while. Um, mm -hmm. I think overall Mardu vehicles is the best Mardu strategy. However, mm -hmm. other lists aren't out of the running. All right, so I'm going to kind of put a stop on this just for a second. I think that's a Sorry. great question, Ryan, but we're going to talk just a little Handle bit more about vehicles, okay. and then we'll go back to uh, what other Marty okay. strategies we want to look at. Um, I, I did want to bring back, you had a great point there. I think that, Ryan, in an episode or two ago, you had mentioned the same thing, is that you were seeing a lot of Atarka, you brought your Kolagon's commands down to being a Braids instead as a way to be able to fight against that meta. And I think what both of you said is really just a great example of backing up what we've said where you really can fight against these top decks yeah you can trim down like my three cmc removal down to mm -hmm. cheaper to one to two mana effects yeah i, I dropped uh Kolagon's command as well i just felt like it's it's not as big of an impact card as it has been in the past um yeah doom it, it just doesn't hit as much anymore without that uh the new planeswalker rule so mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely unfortunate because that card used to hit pretty much anything mm. Maybe that means we have to try Sarkin again. That was always his problem, is that he'd get hit by Crackling Doom. and hmm. Mm. Hmm. Definitely a lot, of, that new, one. A lot of cards that. to look at again. <laughs> yeah. Planeswalkers I mean, definitely seem strong right now. Which I was going to say, that's be... a great thing. Of... Oh, oh, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, and maybe talking about Planeswalkers would bring us to another Mardu deck, which is <laughs> Planeswalkers. Mm. But <laughs> no, why don't you finish your point there? No, I was going to say, like, uh, with all these rule changes and the new cards and stuff, there's a lot of cards that need to be revisited. Like you said, like Sarkon, I think there's definitely, you know, some powerful cards that we're overlooking uh, as possible card choices in Mardu, but because they didn't perform well in the past, we're not using them. All right, so Mars, last question about Mardu vehicles is we've got a new set coming out. We're just starting to get spoilers here. Um, when this podcast drops, we'll be, you know, really into the heart of it. What are you hoping for for... Mardu, what would be the card that just sets the deck over the edge? Um, I think from what I've seen of the new spoilers, nothing good for Mardu yet. Um, okay. Something interesting is they're printing a lot of like uh, good green stompy cards, and I feel like that has to be a good matchup for the deck. It might hmm. make Crackling Doom go up in value against things like, what is it, Gigantosaur, the five green green, however many green symbols for like a 10-10. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Things like Galta. Um, I think out of this set, I really would appreciate Something to help Mardu mana. Like, my mana enters untapped. It's usually pretty quick. However, the pain does add up in certain, I guess, race matchups. So, so things like Battlefield Forge. It, so the, the red-white and the white-black pain lands, and you're also using the oh, the tower that taps for, uh, if you have an artifact. Yeah, Spire of Industry. And we've Spire got the eight fast mm -hmm. as well. The Concealed Courtyard and the Aspiring Vintage. Okay, um, yeah, I, I can see where that'd be painful. Overall, I think... The deck has most of what it's going to get. However, maybe another cheap artifact that fits into the aggro strategy well. Something that maybe pairs well with Shrapnel Blast. I'm not too sure what I want, but I think I have hope. So, okay. I, got, I got a quick question. Um, so, you said that Marta Vehicles is basically a white base or white black base deck, correct? Relatively. Have you tried out like a black red base vehicle deck or a red white base vehicle deck? And if so, what was the difference between each of them? I tried uh, red white vehicles when I was early in the format. 
because I saw Veteran Explorer, the, I think, red-white 3-1 that's Grise. I thought mm-hmm. that card was mm-hmm. really sweet. Um, the deck just didn't do enough for me. Because, like, you still ended up splashing the black, things like Scrap Heap Scrounger. Mm-hmm. But with things like Unlicensed Disintegration, Colagon's Command, Crackling Doom, you wanted to lean more into black. And once you leaned more into mm-hmm. black, things like Fatal Push became more available to you. And then black mm-hmm. just proved itself. It's one of the strongest colors in Magic, and it's strong for a reason. So I think any so, black-based deck is going to be strong in Frontier. So what kind of red cards did you end up kind of dropping as you evolved from the red-white to the white-black base? I dropped things like Veteran Motorist. I'm not sure what my exact 75 was. I know I had the uh, quote-unquote nerd ape in my original vehicles list. <laughs> mm-hmm. The thing that gets buffed if you so have an artifact So the Inventor Apprentice, the yes. one one that is a 2-2, two, two, or a 2-3 if you've got a... Uh... An artifact. It's a one-two, right? It's a one-two, yeah. and it gets pumped if you have the artifact. Yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. So I dropped more, I guess, aggressive weak cards. Something uh, that was pretty sweet is the um, two and a red, I believe, from Magic Origins. I think Thopter Engineer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good three drops in this format. Something like uh, Pian Kirin LR is a four drop, excuse me. But uh, I used mm-hmm. to play that a lot before Gideon. That card's really strong in a red-white deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Pia herself, she also is really strong. But the three drop slot is tight, and I stuck with Thalia because of her disruption. Yeah, I'd love mm. to find a slot for Thopter Engineer, especially if you're running Karn afterwards. I think that's a great kind of curve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys ready to move on to talking about a little bit of other Mardu ideas? Yeah. Yes. All right, so the one I had mentioned there, we've got Planeswalkers is something we've seen out of Mardu. So I've mm. talked, I think, a fair bit on the show about red-white planeswalkers about black white planeswalkers kind of even red black planeswalkers and a couple people have stuck them all together and uh seen a little bit of success with that um do you want to tell me a little bit about the list that you guys are playing right now so your team was testing out this um this red white black planeswalker list do you want to say anything about that one uh yeah sure um this list is dramatically different from the other mario deck i was playing this deck was affectionately coined uh zed special (laughs) yeah so um, this uh, deck used to do really well in the early untap leagues. Um, the decks always had a lot of power, as Planeswalker decks do. Um, I was playing a lot of black-white Planeswalkers, like you had mentioned, that you had looked into uh, at the end of last season, because I loved the strategy. I liked it back in Standard. So I figured I'd tinker with that. And then I came across just, there's so much power in red. So this deck has slower mana, way less painful, and the slower mana is what gets a lot of people. They're not a fan of it. However, the decks performed really well for Zed and I in the Trice League. I'm currently 4-1 with it, just losing my fifth round to Cat Combo just the other day. Um, but I haven't had any troubles with mana through the league. Um, the decks performed really well for me, and it's been really dominant from the games I've played. And this is the Mardu Planeswalker deck. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, I so know I can I've... see Chandra, the Liliana. We actually mm-hmm. have two Chandras. The bigger Chandra. Yeah. It seems like mm-hmm. there's a lot of double symbol cards that you want to play in that deck. I know the the reason why the red-white worked really well is because you only had two colors and you were able to play stuff like Chandra's and Gideon's and whatnot, but, I mean, what is Black giving the Planeswalker deck that, you know, it couldn't really do uh, Black well enough gives us as red-white? I think one of the bigger cards is Fatal Push. Um, also mm-hmm. gives us something strong as a top-end finisher. Not that the deck was lacking. Uh, Soren Grim Nemesis is very strong as a mm-hmm. one-of. Uh, Obnixilis, mm-hmm. also very strong. Coligan's Command. Mm-hmm. I know we said it was not as great as we thought it could be. However, it's still a very powerful card, in my opinion. 
right, maybe. especially when you're a little bit slower, you've got sweepers mm-hmm. and things. But I think that's what we were saying is that the mana in the deck is really a big yeah. negative. It, it, I think we were talking a little bit before the show, and I've been saying that you know the red, white, black, white, black, red, they're all very good at preying on a Tarka red if that's what's mm-hmm. right now in the meta. Yeah. And you said that maybe the Mardu's not quite as good against that matchup. Mm-hmm. The ma- they mana have the sweepers, might, uh, they have if you the stumble, removal, but a Tarka red will run you over. Yeah, you can't yeah. be playing a tap land every single turn, or you're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. I could see Radiant Flames being good in Mardu as an early sweeper. Mm-hmm. I believe we're running two or three in our main deck. Mm-hmm. I think what's powerful um, for the black-white list, especially, is like being able to play Shambling Vent and Field of Ruin. Field of Ruin's a very strong mm-hmm. card, mm-hmm. especially against like Surge Frescanta, things like that. And I guess you're playing uh, Fumigate as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much a, a must-have, I would say. I think the sweetest card out of the Marty Planeswalkers deck is uh, Yagmoth's Vile Offering. Ooh, <laughs> oh, you, yes. you guys are even playing that yes. many? Yeah, we got one of. It's a really sweet card. I love it. Yeah. I've been trying that out too. It's it's really good, especially if you have like a more controlling mm-hmm. deck that lets you it's take slow, the time but to... If your deck can take advantage of both sides of it, it's really powerful. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. going to be trying to kill your Planeswalker as soon as possible, or at least one of them that and then, bam, kill their creature, bring it back. Yeah. And then advantage is just too much by that point. Have you felt much problem having the legendary sorcery turn it on for that? Uh, not really, no. Um, I believe there was one game in my league. However, I just drew a Planeswalker next turn. But um, the deck's just so full of legendary creatures and Planeswalkers. It's just really strong. We don't really have to worry mm-hmm. about the claws. Right, yeah. All right. Um, is there anything else you guys want to say about Marty Planeswalkers? Otherwise, I'm going to pass it Ryan's way to tell us just a little bit more about um, about tokens because I know that we've talked to him about it before, even on the show. But I love to hear about any kind of Mardu strategy, anything that people are making work with this specific wedge. So I'm wondering if Mardu Planeswalkers is the best Mardu control deck. Hmm. I mean, is there another possible you know Mardu control deck out there that focuses more on like? Discard and damage and it's possible. You know, disruption. Um, I think without counter spells, the only real ways I could see is maybe if you went Delirium with Emrakul, but I'm not sure mm-hmm. why you would be in Red White yeah. Black like a, for that so, specifically. So, so like um, a Nahiri type deck then? Something like that might work. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I'm not sure if it's mm-hmm. better than other Mardu alternatives or even just control alternatives in general. Um, I just want to touch on one more thing that Black gave the deck. Uh, Vraska's Contempt is a really strong card that came out of the recent sets. Mm. Right, that helps you fight against some of the smaller things, but also fight against the other mm, mid-range other packs, which otherwise that, you can't do. Like, sometimes if you, like, have an Obnix list and a Gideon, but they have a Gideon of their own, you just can't get past to their Gideon, and Vraska's Contempt gives you an answer. So would you keep playing this deck moving forward, or are you looking towards other things? Or, and is there any particular reason why or why not? Um, I think the deck is not meant for every meta. So I think if I knew what a meta was... Um, if I knew it was going to be full of a Tarka Red, I probably would pass on the mm-hmm. deck. Um, okay. However, but blue-black control would be good, right? Blue-black control is good for Mardu in general. Just the Mardu decks that I've played, at least. Is it? That, that's something I was wondering, because you'd think that counter spells would be particularly good against you. They'll have at least as good card advantage engines. Mm-hmm. And because you were just saying how Field of Ruin is so strong, but... We don't have Are you able to fit up. Field of Ruin in? Yeah, with three color versus two color. Mm-hmm. I think that makes it difficult to fit that in. I think it's not as good as Mardu Vehicles versus Blue Black Control. However, I think it's a matchup we can grind through in the end. 
Okay. How is Mardu Tokens against a controlling deck? Um, in my experience, it's it's been pretty good. Um, just because there's so much speed with Goblin Bushwhacker and there's Planeswalkers to, to gain you value and there's hand disruption still, they can wipe a board with Fumigate and then next turn you just play like a like a Bushwhacker and, and attack in. Or if they have damage, I have bigger cards in there now like uh, Wingmate, Wingmate Rock. Um, so one, one of the things, one of the ways I've been winning with the deck is, okay, wipe my board, I'm going to put just enough pressure on the board, and then they wipe it, and then I just go at it again for, like, same damage or more. Hmm. So it, it's, it's become a lot more resilient to board wipes. That's how it's been winning. And it goes wider than the other aggro decks. So I, I think it actually has a, a pretty decent matchup against Mardu vehicles, just because it... Marty Vehicles takes a little bit more time to set up, but I can like get on the ground and get in for a lot of early damage. Okay, so I'm going to ask some of the same kind of questions I just asked Mars. Is uh, What are some things that are particularly special about this deck and are unique from what it might be seen in Standard? Uh, we don't really have red, white, black in Standard, but we've got kind of black-white tokens we used to have in Standard. Well... In the deck, I would say that what makes it unique mm -hmm. uh, is is probably the speed. Um, all the current token decks that you see uh, just you know take time to set up. Um, everything's sorcery speed right now. Uh, like Stram's expertise can be really strong, but you know if they have a board wipe, all your tokens are gone. Um, yeah. Or if they have a goblin chain wear chain whirler now, that that just kills <laughs> everything. But certainly you know, the card in, of the month right now. Yeah, but in this deck, you got like raise the alarm, you got secure the waste, or like I said, you can just play uh, bushwhacker and you know play all your tokens that turn and attack. Right. Yeah. Hmm. But I would say the the land base is pretty much the same as uh, uh, almost the same as the uh, Marta vehicles deck, and the removal is a little bit, I would say, less explosive. It's less it's not as efficient as the Marta Vehicles deck. So like I said, I'm playing a Braids now instead of Kolagon's Command just because it's easier on the mana. And uh, I don't want to be playing Doom because you're not always going to have the mana early enough for it. You want to hit four mana and then you just kind of want to, after that, just kind of draw cre creatures and play, play, play. Okay, and now uh, moving forward, what do you think about the deck in the current meta? And what are you looking to hopefully get out of the new set for the deck? Uh, so actually, before Season 5, uh, I made some changes, but uh, I, I wish I had more time to actually play the deck and test a little bit more because the recent sets, uh, Dominaria, really helped out with, with the removal package. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, new instance, two-mana instance, I think it's... Uh, I want to say Vicious Offering. Oh, yes, the minus two, minus two. I was looking to see if that ever got played in tokens. Really so you kind good. of got to ask. <laughs> really good, because you can't really play Grass of Darkness. Mm -hmm. um, no, not as, the three as like, Yeah, so it, it, it's basically a Grasp of Darkness, but it hits it hits uh, Siege Rhino. Or it hits, you know, some some big five five toughness creature <laughs> or whatever they're Lira playing. right now is probably one that comes to yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I really like that a lot. Um 
as far as what I'm looking for in the next set, I'm I'm hoping just for more token cards in general. I would okay. not mind something that synergizes. Um, I think maybe a little bit of life gain to just give me a better matchup against aggro decks, or maybe some kind of maybe hand disruption would help as well. Uh, hmm. So I, you know, I don't have to worry so much about you know counter spells. So yeah. I actually have a question, if you don't mind. Um, in yeah. the new set, we saw the, one of the every uh, mono color got a three drop. Uh, Banalish Marshall, I believe it's pronounced. Have you tested with that card at all? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm in Mardu, it's a really hard on the yeah, mana. I figured. I think that that's a kind of card that you'd want to play with Sram's expertise, so you just get to play it for free. I think. Sure. Mm, I can see that. Yeah, That'd I'm, I'm going more for the end of the turn. You know, make a lot of tokens and then swing huge next turn that's fair what do you guys think uh, another deck that i kind of wanted to talk about today um was like mardu dragons which is kind of like a mid-range deck that used to be pretty good in, so i was a big uh, dragons player red black dragons player mardu dragons player i've yeah. stepped away from it for a while i haven't seen a, a big reason to be definitely in those colors sort of just um by the time you get to a five drop six drop area where you're playing like thunder rick region you're playing kolagon mm-hmm. there's just you're either doing something more unfair in frontier or you're too slow to get to that point you've kind of lost the game i found it it's just a little bit too slow right now i'm uh i'll always keep my eyes open though you know we're going back to a little bit on tark here we're gonna be getting some mm-hmm. dragons hopefully if we get something strong something that's a, a good dragon tribal enabler I'm mm-hmm. definitely very interested. I would love to see something a little bit cheaper that we can play in the Dragon's deck and uh, make it strong. I think it needs like a good 3-drop. Like like right now, I mean, you could play just like a lot of removal, uh, turn 1 and turn 2, and, you know, like your, your burn and your, your push and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. it needs some good 3-mana cards that can kind of hold the fort down. Until you can build up your board and play like your Thunderbreak Regents and your your Kolagons and, and stuff like that. Yeah, and right now I think if I am playing just removal spell, removal spell, removal spell, four drop, five drop, I'd rather be doing that in something like Planeswalkers or I'd rather yeah. be playing, you know, there's so much competition, especially in black, red, white for things like Kalidas or, you know, just other things that I could be playing at that mana slot. Yeah, I can see it. the reason I thought it might be good is because of all the flyers you have. Um, if you can, you know, cast a lot of these four and five drops, you're dodging a lot of different removal, I think. You know, push becomes harder to play, um, for example. And, you know, if you hit five, then you're not going to get spell quellered or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that'd be definitely interesting. What about uh, any other Mardu types of decks that you guys have seen? So uh, it is, you know, it's a little bit underplayed. I don't think there's that much Mardu going on, but I'm curious what other decks are even close, what you've seen. Like playable? Yeah, anything. Um, I've seen, we talked about Legendary Sorceries briefly with the Yagmas file offering. Um, I've seen some Mardu Legends lists trying to abuse Jaya's Immolating Inferno. Um, I'm not sure how good the deck is, but it looks pretty sweet. Does I mean, he use Alesha? Does he use Alesha? Um, I think there was a one of Yagmoth's file offering that I saw. 
but you've got things like Thalia, Pia, Pian, and Kira Nalar, mm-hmm. things like Gideon, mm-hmm. Karn, to really enable the legendary stuff. Um, Mox Amber is a really sweet card I wish I could play, but I think I have to pass mm-hmm. it up on it in decks like <laughs> that. It's just your powers on three it's and so four, greedy, and yeah. then by then you just don't need a Mox Amber. Um, I was gonna. What was I gonna say? There was a. Uh, where was it? The back in standard and dragons of Tarkir. I believe there was like a warrior deck. I want to mm-hmm. say, like Marty yeah, Warriors. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, of course, it's not gonna be as good as like a collected company type deck, but uh, I think it it can be very quick, very fast, um, but have a little bit more power. You know, a lot of two ones. Two power toughness, and then you had the uh, chief of the edge. I think was probably the big one. He he just he he pales a little bit in comparison for me to like the black white vampire who's a, yeah. a team pumper or to the uh, what is it? Thalia's lieutenant is definitely mm-hmm. better. The human. So I feel like of tribal decks that we've got right now, there might be better options than warriors. I, I was one of those people that tried to force warriors back in the day, and uh, I don't think that it does it for me right now. I don't think we've got anything that quite makes it worth it. But, you well, know, I'll, I'll always pay attention if we've got any kind of tribal building because they've been putting some warriors in the last few sets. There's that enchantment from Ixalan, the tribal enchantment. Radiant Destiny? Um, yes. yes. So I figured, you know, I don't know if anyone's played with that yet in that type of deck, but that could really help push that deck over the edge, you know, give it a lot of, how do I say, like staying power. It'll, you know, not the creatures won't die as easily to uh, burn board wipes like Radiant Destiny and uh, also you can do a lot more damage with just a, a few creatures on the board. Yeah. Although again I think there are other good white X decks. I, I could see trying zombies again. I could tr- see trying vampires mm. again. You know, anytime we want to have a tribal conversation though, we, we could have that episode. <laughs> yeah. That would be a good episode for the future. Alright, so current, uh, if, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to move towards our wrap-up. I was just going to bring up current events. You know, We're already talking about it, but M19 spoilers are going on now. Mm. Uh, usually we do a spoiler episode. I think lately we've been doing it as a two-parter after the full set is released. So make sure to plan for that. You guys should be able to expect it. It'll be uh, something quite a lot of fun. Um, we're also hoping to have Taylor Holbrook back on the show free, uh, pretty soon. Maybe even later this week would be uh, great to have him here. Um so before we go to the last wrap up, giving our contact and everything, Mars, do you have anything else to say? Is there anything you want to say about the show, about the decks, um, anything you want us to talk about in the future? Um, I think I've covered all I can with Mardu. Um, it's an interesting alternative to other vehicle strategies. Um, I think it's a strong, aggressive, disruptive deck that has several good matchups across the board. But uh, that's pretty much all I've got to say. Great. And do you have any contact info you want to drop? Um, on Discord, I'm Seuss7856. That's pretty much it. Awesome. Yeah, so if you guys haven't followed uh, our Discord, make sure to find them online there. All right, so uh, our contact info as well is uh, at MTG Frontier on Instagram. Uh, no, sorry, on Twitter. We're MTG underscore Frontier on Instagram. We're reddit.com slash r slash MTG Final Frontier. And we also, again, have the Discord there. You can find any of us in uh just bother us anytime. We're happy to talk about Frontier 24-7. So uh, that's the big things about us. Ryan? Uh, yeah, um, people can find me on Twitter, uh, Yoshwenki. And uh, also my, my blog is www.thejapanhobbyist.com. Um, and just a, a quick note, this weekend in uh, Tokyo is the 
uh, got a frontier trial hallelujah so again if anybody is listening from Japan and you're in the area come on out come meet come play some some frontier right um, I, we almost missed that one I think we had mentioned it two weeks ago but yeah no, that was what I figured, it actually is. figured people could use a reminder great so we'll be looking forward to those lists uh, you guys have fun tonight uh, yeah I appreciate you guys having me on the show all right for, well for everyone out there though thanks for listening we look forward to being your go-to source for frontier information online We are your final frontier, signing off.